Welcome to The Rentals, The Bottom Line, a podcast featuring conversations and interviews with people from around the rental industry, with a look at the challenges, questions, goals, and tips that business owners want to know about and have answered. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Rentals, The Bottom Line. I'm editor Alexis Brum. I had the chance to sit down with Scott Cannon, CEO of Big Rents. Big Rents is an online construction equipment rental marketplace whose more than 4,000 rental partners and 10,000 partner locations represent the largest equipment rental network in the nation. Scott and I talked about the future of Big Rents as well as COVID-19 and the impact it's had on the industry. Let's get to the bottom of that right now. Scott, thank you so much for joining me today. We are so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Glad to talk. So let's jump in here. Can you tell me a little bit about your background in the rental industry and what brought you to Big Rents? So I'm a a four-year veteran (laughs) of the rental industry. My entire experience is with Big Rents. So prior to this, I was in the international logistics industry. And I was partnered with a, uh, a company called St. Cloud, which is a boutique uh, private equity investment company. And they were an investor in big rents. And uh, I'd prior, done a prior deal with them. And there was a lot of crossover, a lot of similarities between the business models, tech-enabled platforms uh, that had complex customer solutions in mind. And really, rental logistics is what we do today. We figure out uh, how to uh, place equipment in the right place at the right time for our customers. And it's very similar to complex logistics challenges I had in my former life. It seems that Big Rents has made a lot of big moves in 2020. And not only that, you've been able to turn a fairly negative situation into positive ones for the company. Can you give me an update on all the new things that are happening? So big moves, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> I would say there are lots of great things going on at Big Rents. Um, you know, I, I think the first and foremost, it's it's definitely an environment that favors online di- dynamics. Uh, the recovery will be digital. Uh, the whole world, you've seen 10 years of innovation done within a matter of six or seven months. The fact that, you know, all conferences, instead of being handshakes, are now done on Zooms is indication of that. And we've seen our online performance uh, become extremely robust, the best of all time. And it's an area of our business that's growing fastest is, is new customers online digitally. And we've emphasized that in our approach this year. Um, you've also seen us raise capital with a company called Itachu, which is a large Japanese trading company. And we're positioning ourselves uh, to expand big rents around the world and to make us much larger. And we have some uh, big things uh, that I can't discuss, but they're on the, on the horizon for us uh, over the next year or two. And one of the things that we have talked about, I know you recently had two mergers and acquisitions, one with Lizzie Lift and one with EMG. Can you give us an update on those M&As? Yes, yeah, so we've integrated quite well. And, and, you know, there are certain reasons we actually uh, pursued both those companies. And in the Lizzie Lift case, it was really bringing an expertise, um, a tenure, uh, relationships, uh, a different way of looking at the business than we did. And it's really paid dividends immediately. And their ability, uh, the, the talent that we brought in ha- has really uh, changed our, our views on, on things on our, on our horizon. And so they've been a great partner so far. 
EMG has got us a whole new marketplace. So we, we were, we're looking at site services, dumpsters, portal potties, and there's been a lot of crossover selling with our existing customer base. And it's allowed us to uh, think of big rents as a bigger and broader uh, service offering to our customers. Um, and in terms of, you know, we're going to look to do that going forward as well. We're highly active in M&A discussions, uh, but look over the next year to add a telematic solution, a software solution, maybe some repair and maintenance. So there were a full, sh full stop shop, not only for our customers, but also our rental, uh, rental uh, company partnerships as well. Yeah, and that definitely goes right into our next question, which is, are there future acquisitions in the works? Yes. So I, <laughs> I, I think you'll see things over the next few months. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, I can't really discuss uh, specifics, but uh, we're looking at, you know, both tactical and some of the more strategic things I just mentioned. Great. So online re-rental businesses seem to be taking the industry by storm. How do you set yourself apart from the companies that have popped up? Well, first, relationships with our rental company partners. Um, they're, they're significant and they're deep and they're longstanding. And uh, the other thing I'd say is scale. There's nobody even close to our scale in terms of uh, being an online marketplace for the, the rental industry. Um, we're, we're light years ahead and we've we paid for that with a lot of mistakes and a lot of uh, you know, knee bruises. Uh, but we're much larger and we're able to, uh, you know, offer online prices down to the county level for day, week, four week uh, for every piece of equipment that we have. And that's unique to us. Um, we're also unique in so much that we're not trying to disrupt the industry. We're trying to partner with the smaller and midsize rental companies to make them better. Um, our pricing online is more market driven. It's not to the low, we're not the low cost provider. We take a sort of holistic approach that, um, if our partners are healthy, we're healthy, and it has to work both ways. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, Scott, speaking of changes, COVID has obviously shifted the world in a huge way. You briefly talked about it in the beginning where we talked about technological innovations. What did you learn or observe about how businesses were impacted? What have you seen at big rents in regards to COVID? And Really, how has it shaped the company and the rental industry as a whole? Well, I, I think one thing is you see a little bit of eco economic Darwinism. You know, the, the good companies and the good management teams have survived and flourished, and the ones that aren't haven't. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you, you've seen companies transition to a digital world. Mm -hmm. I think that plays very well with what we built at Big Rents. Uh, we obviously have a very strong platform and a unique offering that fits very well with where uh, companies are going. Um, I also think you make your own luck. You know, one of the things we did uh, back in February was create a pandemic plan. And I think, you know, I was in a recent uh, panel where we discussed that with all of Orange County and, and businesses. And I think we we're the only business out of like 10,000 surveyed that actually had a pandemic plan. And wow. it was a luck, luck of the draw uh, because we brought on uh, a public um, a board member that's on a public company and uh, had suggested it. And uh, with our Japanese partner, COVID was a big deal in Asia at the time and suggested it. So we were actually prepared uh, when COVID hit and we had to shut down. And I think that's, a, that's something different and unique about us. Uh, the other thing we saw is like changes to productivity. You know, uh, initially everybody kind of rallies around uh, remote work and uh, because you have to do it to, to survive. But what we've seen is it's kind of a, you know, a third, 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 third percent of the population can flourish in that environment. A third actually needs some type of hybrid and a third needs to be 
uh, in an office environment uh, closely uh, managed. And I think that's kind of the thing we, we've seen about uh, COVID. And then last thing I'll mention is just mental health. I think people are kind of at the break point having to have kids at home uh, learning with them and uh, being teachers. And I think everybody's ready to get back to a, a, a more familiar setting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, some industries were hit harder than others. Was this a matter of being more vulnerable to disruption before COVID or were the hard hit sectors unable to or unwilling to adapt? I think it's a little bit of both. Because if you look at like the rental and the, the party rental industry, that, that's their business. And so, you know, if, if you can't have parties, you kind of get wiped out. There's really not a lot you can do with it. Airbnb started doing more um, online uh, events, but there's only so much of that you can actually do. So that, yeah. that part of that is, is just being vulnerable to it. And then others are stubborn. Um, you know, we're in an industry that's resistant to change and particularly when it comes around technology. So I think, you know, long-term, you don't have to be the first, you just have to be um, a little bit ahead of the curve and the wave uh, when it comes to technology. And, and, and we've seen that with our customers, the ones that have flourished, you know, are, are, are like some people in te uh, the telecommunication industry have done quite well. And then others uh, that were more resistant to technology within their own businesses have, have really slowed down. Right. And this is obviously something that many of us have never seen or even fathomed happening. So how was this disruption different than any other disruptions that have or possibly will even occur? I think we're in uncharted territory. I, if, if, you made this, if you made a story up about 2020, um, I don't think anybody would believe you. So, <laughs> uh, you know, this is a combination of everything. It's, it's financial, it's health, it's, you know, systems. You know, other things that could happen would be telecommunication systems go out, power grids, uh, internet, um, you know, I, I don't, you can't, for, you can't foresee those things. And God forbid the internet goes down, we'd be in a world of hurt. But uh, th this is definitely uh, uncharted territory. Yeah. What can businesses do differently right now to recover faster and regain that stability and growth? Online, online, online. I mean, it, it's, it, it's, a, it's about using partners like big rents uh, to accelerate your business. So if you think about our rental partners, you know, don't go out there and be an expert on, on digital marketing. We, you have a platform uh, to do it. Get behind us. Let us uh, partner with you. Let us drive customers that are national accounts that maybe uh, you couldn't get otherwise or wouldn't be available to you. Um, and partner with companies like us. We're, I think we're the future. You know, as a CEO of a technology-based company, what tips and tools can you share with businesses to help for the next disruption we may encounter? I mean, it sounds like common sense, but, to, you know, to have a plan and, and test that plan out. So, you know, if you have a disaster recovery plan, you know, once a quarter or once a month, actually uh, simulate it. Have your executives, uh, you know, on a Saturday basically shut the whole thing down and, and go through the process. And if you're not really set up to, to go through a situation like this, you'll be caught flat-footed. And a number of people were in this case. Yeah. And you just talked about a plan. Is there a post-COVID-19 roadmap moving forward where technology-enabled companies are well-positioned to thrive and survive the pandemic? I, th I think it's, there's enough evidence out there to suggest that that's the case. I think if you look, I, think, I don't know the stat off the top of my head, but I think Target, for example, you know, where we all shop, 
I think they added like a billion dollars of new digital average, you know, of uh, revenue within the first quarter or something like that. Wow. I mean, the, the world has moved and, and, and that paradigm has shifted and it's not going to go back. Um, you know, we've lived in an Amazon.com world uh, that, you know, has just intensified through COVID. And I think when people understand they can rent equipment online, it's not scary. The equipment's actually going to show up. It's going to be in good shape. It's going to work correctly. And it's going to, the whole process is going to be handled uh, the way it would otherwise. I think it just becomes, you know, part of their day. And uh, we, we've, we're seeing that adoption. And I think it's, it's likely to continue and it's never going to go back. You're right. And I really appreciate you being here with us today and sharing these thoughts. Um, I think it's great that you're able to offer these tips and tricks to other business owners. So thank you so much, Scott, for joining us. Thank you very much. Appreciate the opportunity. And just like that, that is our episode for you today. Thank you to Scott for sitting down to talk with me. Make sure to tune in every other Wednesday for another episode of Rentals, The Bottom Line on 4constructionpros.com. And please don't forget to subscribe now so you can stay on top of the bottom line. Thanks for listening.